What's up, guys? It's High Street Freaks. This is the podcast we've all been waiting for, the podcast you've all been waiting for, second only to next week's podcast, which will be just glorious. But um, or, or the podcast won't exist. One of the <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one or the other. I already said I'm pulling the plug on the server. If we lose, uh, Ohio State fans will try to get you your money back. Everybody else, uh, you're going to have to take a number. Yeah, I mean, the owner of our site is currently in Buenos Aires, so like, best of luck there. What's he going to get a subpoena? Come on. It's not that hard to get citizenship either. I've been, I've been- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, if, if we disappear off the face of the earth, it's, you know, sayonara, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, th- this is this I is feel what, good. This is what I mean, like, this is this is our element, guys. This is like, this is like the time of year. Don't be wrong. I'm sick to my stomach every day thinking about the game on Saturday, but this is also what I live for. Like the what we do all year, like this is why we do it. Like this is the illness oh, yeah. when it comes to like it's the one day a year when it feels worth it. Yeah, it's just uh, so nice to have a worthy opponent. Uh, no, you know, yeah. no disrespect to like the other teams. Well, I guess a little disrespect. <laughs> but uh, the Michigan States, the Penn States, the Wisconsin's, you know, they just talk about top Dame, 10 Penn State, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Notre yeah, Dame, like, Notre Dame, top 15 Notre Dame. True. Like, but I don't know. This is just worthy. It's an undefeated. It's not a preseason. It's something that matters. Like we could legit take their 11-0 season and just throw it off the cliff <laughs> and be done be awesome. with it. So oh, it, yeah. uh, it's it's just nice that the actual season begins this week. I, I, I will say, and we're gonna, we're, I'm sure we're going to get into this. It was kind of funny that there was a moment there where I was thinking we might need help from Dabo Swinney to keep Michigan out of the playoff, no matter what we did to him. You know what I mean? Like there was a chance <laughs> there that if USC lost, lost that game to UCLA, that the only thing between us and Ohio State, Michigan, both getting to the playoff is was Clemson and Dabo Swinney winning out. Uh, which still might be the case. It's still possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about week. that. Yeah. Yeah. Or having to play when they scrap divisions and then the prospect of having to play them two times in as many weeks. Like that's perverted too. There should be uh yeah, I don't know. I I've that's a problem I'll worry about down the road. I don't yeah, know I'm, I am I'm worried about stuffing yeah, that team this, in a garbage. This is an awesome <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, come on. Well, hey. well look, we uh, l- let's do this. Uh, obviously, we should talk about the Ohio State game because it was at times frustrating. But of course, what we should be talking about is that our beautiful Buckeyes had the largest margin of victory of any top five team in the country, any yeah. top yeah. seven, any top six team in the country this past week. So, I mean, if you uh, compare common opponents, like not that it's everything, but if you compare them across the season, yeah, man. I, Ohio game. State, Ohio State's the only team in the country to win every game by double digits. So you know, any any these fucking guys, like I, I always used to say, that, like you know, I'm on them up on their high horse. Like that's when they're out there. You know, that's when you want to knock them off the most. When they're on their high horse, like that's them and just the height of their arrogance. And I always used to say that. And after this last year, I'm ready to I'm ready to humble them. Like I don't want them on their yeah. high horse anymore. I want them off. I want them broken. And it's setting up perfectly because they, man, they're talking a lot for one win in a snowstorm, bro. They have and, so and much confidence, and it is hilarious. We, we, we should not be saying the word snowstorm. Also, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to feed into that narrative at all. I don't give a fuck about the snowstorm. Well, no, the, nar- the about- narrative, the narrative is that <laughs> it's about it's about toughness, right? Yeah, like, that's the insane. narrative. The yeah. snowstorm. I mean, the snowstorm was what it was. I mean, we could say what you know. 
Yeah. Well, look, I staked out my position. Play him in a snowstorm. True. If you had the, I staked out my position. We're winning both lines of scrimmage. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that's that's the thing. So like, so <laughs> they think this team is. I, I, I got to get. It's not. It's not. They I got to get it's in, better. It's not. Exactly. I I got into the, with Ace a little bit on Twitter after the game. <laughs> Shocking turn of events. It was it was it was civil. It was very civil. But yeah. Ace. Well, is I like, got to tell really quick before you tell the story. I can I just let you know I got a message from our website designer during while this was going on this week. And he uh-huh. was like, and you got to admit, it's really funny that your Ohio State Michigan website is ending because of the Ohio State Michigan game. <laughs> it's tearing itself apart. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. Like, you got to admit, it's funny. But anyway, tell the story. I'm but, sorry. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't remember. I, I Ace replied to like an old tweet or something. Or no, I tweeted like, the funny thing about this game is like, it doesn't affect my confidence about going into Michigan at all. Because like there's yep. nothing that Maryland did to Ohio State on Saturday that Michigan could possibly do to Ohio State. Like yeah. no realm of the true. Also, I mean McCarthy <laughs> would have to be somebody he's been. He hasn't been all exactly. Season. Exactly. Michigan could it happen? Have all Michigan doesn't all have season. a passing attack. They don't Since have a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think I think like and that's basically what I said. Like this makes me pretty nervous to play like TCU or <laughs> pour one out for Tennessee or like USC now maybe. But like. Michigan, they're not going to do anything. And so Ace replied to that and was like, oh, yeah, famously, you know, Cade McNamara and that famous Ohio or Michigan passing attack last year. And it's like, come on. I want like, Cade. I'm pissed. We let Cade off the hook. <laughs> well, and, and that that's the thing is that Cade sucked last year, too. Like he yeah. had he had 150 yards and in an interception. Like the reason why Michigan won last year was because they owned the line of scrimmage. And I just don't think that's going to happen this year. Maybe I'm wrong. And yep. if I'm wrong, like, like there's, there's just, there's nothing that I've seen from either team this year that indicates that that's going to be the case. And so like, I have no idea why Michigan fans were on Twitter chirping after Ohio state was losing because their secondary was getting torched. Like, yeah, I mean, if, if JJ McCarthy comes out and slices apart the Ohio state secondary, like maybe I'll walk into the old Tangy, but like, come on, man. It'll be Ohio Kevin, state. I can Ohio state. Yeah, it won't Kevin, be I can hear the fucking like, energy in your voice this week. I oh, love dude. it. Kevin's got some fire in his heart this week. I'm feeling well, I mean, good. This is, I mean, this is probably his first, like, real loss to Michigan in his life. But... <laughs> Me too. Nah, I, I mean, <laughs> 2011. Could you, I mean, could you drink? I mean, you couldn't even drink back then. <laughs> 2011, brother, I was, like, I think, like, 15. Yeah, fool. Well... <laughs> I don't, I don't we, you and I had you and I had different experiences. Fifteen years old, maybe, but yeah, I mean, could, could I drink? Could I drink? But... No, but no. um, I was physically uh, able. Look, yeah, for sure. No, but look, um, I mean, uh, yeah, one hundred percent. This Maryland game was frustrating at times, but I think also, like, it didn't feel like anything we saw on that field was replicatable by Michigan. And I also think no. the defense got better a lot as the game went on. Like, I think there were some frustrating moments, and it's like. I guess my biggest thing is every time we have a game like this, we just sleepwalk through it. I never even really pin it on any of the individual players. Like Trey Henderson sucks right now. Like yeah. uh, Jordan Hancock is terrible. There's a few guys that suck, but it's mostly just only coaching decisions. Like, you know what I mean? Like choosing to put in the backups when you're only up two scores in the third quarter is insane. What was up I mean, with like, that? Like, that was really weird. Maybe especially after all season, they're just keeping them, keeping them in unnecessarily long all season. I guess it's Michigan next week. It's you, just, you had a couple yeah. injuries, but it's poor it decision making all around. Like it's good. It's a good thing they benched Jordan Hancock. I'll say that. Glad he got benched for sure. He was awful. Yeah. Um, which is concerning because if one of Cam Brown ends up Burke gets hurt, we don't have a third quarter. Like J.K. Yeah. Johnson or 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 uh, uh, Jordan Hancock don't have shit. It might have to be Jair Brown as a true freshman, like five foot ten. Like <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it, well, the, I mean, the cornerback play was not fun. Um, I I, ex- I expected more from Jordan Hancock, and may- maybe it's one of those things where like he, dude hasn't been able to practice in like a year, so I, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. not writing him off yet, but he's not playable right now. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, but the good thing is, like we talked about, Michigan doesn't have any wide receivers. Uh, yeah. I, I, can I talk? I, I enjoyed so much that the narrative went from Ohio State fans chirping Michigan fans look how bad they suck. So then Michigan pulling out the win and being relieved about the win. To then Michigan fans chirping Ohio State fans, they thought we were going to lose. To then everyone chirping Georgia fans too, also <laughs> chirping TCU fans. And like it, it so turns good. out only for Tennessee like, actually to get fucked. Yeah, every, everyone pointed at everybody else like, oh, you think our team sucks? How about your team sucks? It was the and Spider-Man. It just turned man. out every yeah, everyone's team had the same day, which was really funny. But of course, like, you know, most of them weren't acknowledging that. They just everyone just picks their narratives or whatever. And no uh, teams, no team scares me really as much as Tennessee scared me at one point in time this season. I didn't realize how bad that defense was, but Oh God. Uh, I would have everybody's yeah. Ohio, Ohio State's beatable, sure, but I mean every other uh, there ain't no Goliath out there. Yeah. And, and I'm sure everyone by the time behind this drops has seen this news too. But right before we start recording, they announced that Hendon Hooker tore his ACL and is out mm-hmm. of the year. Um, so, I mean, Tennessee's cooked. They're, they're out They're I mean, they'll make a New Year's Six Bowl now, I guess. But, um, fuck, they could lose to Vanderbilt next week. Vanderbilt has won back-to-back games against Kentucky and Florida. Yeah. Um, There's still time. Yeah, for Joe Milton's going to gonna play. Joe Milton's probably he's their backup quarterback, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna that's, start. That's yeah. amazing. He did. He uncorked an insane throw in the fourth. Dude, he could. Dude, that boy can throw. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. But he, they were down sixty three thirty one, and they were getting they were getting doubled up in the fourth quarter by South Carolina. And uh, he he uncorked an insane like sixty yard bomb to give them that touchdown to not get doubled up and only lose by thirty five instead. Uh, instead. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, I love that sentence. Happy for him. He probably felt like he was back in Michigan already, um, right. but <laughs> only losing uh, by thirty five. Also, 35. before we forget, we have a new listener to the podcast. We got to welcome. Uh, <laughs> of all of all things to scroll across get the ad read in first yeah let's get the ad read in first uh kevin do you want to do you want to take <laughs> that's uh, fine should i should i read it as parker fleming uh yeah that'd be great that'd be great yeah i, 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 don't, I don't know if i can do it I've, you have a bit you have a follow-up bit there so yeah now now <laughs> Im, Im, important more important than any any time uh home field apparel is here to equip us as we go into battle i think like home field apparel this week it's it's not just a t-shirt it's not just you know clothing to keep you warm it is it's a literal suit of armor um it's to keep it's to let you know like like kind of like revolutionary war style like that era where you just only knew your enemy based on what color shirt he was wearing and if you if you are being equipped by home field apparel we know when when everything goes down when the all-out war inevitably breaks out at the end of the week we know whose side you're on. And so you need to go to home field apparel and suit up because otherwise you're going to get shanked, you know, like DJ is oh, yeah. going to shit yeah. you between like, the hips. Like how do, how are we going to know you're cheering for Ohio state? If you're not, wearing there's, there's no apparel. way there's, there's no way you're going <laughs> to yeah, know. And so, you know, and so just so that for your China, life, China, you're your not going to get it from China line. in time. It's not happening. Yep. Nope. And so you're <laughs> Alibaba. You're... <laughs> Alibaba ain't coming through that door. <laughs> so your your life is on the line this week. And if you do not get home field apparel, you might get stabbed between the ribs with a makeshift knife. So I I I can't that that, that I mean if, if that doesn't motivate you to go purchase some home field apparel, I don't know what will. Um and we even have a there's a coupon code for you too to make it to make the, it a little bit. Well cheaper. there there's yeah, so for Black Friday, this whole week. So by the time you're hearing this, it's already available. 
Um, there is 20% off the entire Homefield website with the code Black Friday, one word, um, for everyone listening to this. Uh, and there's also, uh, you're going to see announced on our board for subscribers of uh, meetatmidfield.com, which is our website that we do this podcast on. Famously. Uh, famously. Uh, there is a special code, uh, an additional discount only for Meet at Midfield subscribers that we are not going to read on the podcast, but it's only for the subs. Um, so if you want to get that additional discount from Homefield Apparel and find out some news about kind of what they're dropping and what they have access, what you have access to, um, you can go to the Meet at Midfield boards to read about that. And we will tell you about it on there. It'll be posted by time you listen to this podcast. So some extra juice coming for the for the real heads. Uh, and there might anyone, there might even be an Ohio State coach in the forums this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> threatening, threatening to fight one of our owners. So so now that now that we've gotten through that ad read, but you know, buy home field seriously, they're fucking awesome. They're a great company to work with. We really appreciate of them. We're excited about this project. We're working on it together. Yada yada, the whole deal. You guys get it. Look, join the site uh, too. <laughs> join the site. Subscribe. You in the trenches. Always, yeah, we should mention at the top of the podcast. Uh, it's also right now if you join meetupmidfield.com, it is 25% off forever with the code the game. So if you buy an annual, semi-annual, monthly subscription, it's 25% off. Um, that means your monthly price be less than $10 to uh, have access to the most insane message boards in college football. Um, we posted our game thread for the, the Ohio State thread for the Michigan game. Uh, just the Ohio State fans only, not the combined one, not the Michigan thread. Ohio State fans only is as of recording this podcast on Sunday night at 7.30 is over 100 posts already. Uh, we're going to easily hit 2,000 posts in that thread this week. I, I'd say comfortably we're going to hit 2,000 oh. posts. Yeah, I'm gonna 2,000 by like Wednesday. <laughs> we got to double down on our servers too, so we need some money. because this... <laughs> I'm calling up Tim Apple. Don't worry about it. We're going to get arranged. Uh, but, and, and, you know, the biggest thing we're happy to have is our new, our new member of the Meet at Midfield family who was admiring our work uh, immediately after we got done with the game on Saturday. Uh, Ohio State Special Teams coach Parker Fleming uh, was taking some time to uh, favorite uh, some tweets about him for members of this website. Uh, myself included, took time to follow our other podcast, Flipping the Field. Um, so we're happy to have a new fan. Uh, if you're Parker Fleming, you listen to this, please write in any questions you have for us for the show. Um, you should any, be studying, help, honestly. Yeah. Please come on the <laughs> any show. Any advice or tips you need uh, on things like special teams penalties and how to avoid them, um, how not to line up over the center, just stuff like that. We're happy to work <laughs> on that with you. <laughs> uh, I know you're not going to be around Ohio State much longer, but we're, we're happy to work with you while you are here. So, uh, thank you for listening. Um, so, so, yeah, so, so this, this, yeah, really happy about that. Uh, so this Maryland game, I mean, I don't know. Do you guys have actual, uh, actual thoughts on this? I'm, I'm workshopping this take here. Hate RB one. That's mine. So, <laughs> Sorry, so, cut you off. So Kevin. here's here's my thing about that. Like, we've been complaining about the Ohio State run game a lot, justifiably so. But I think like a couple things, like the Northwestern game was the weird wind game. Last week, it was totally fine. I'm ready to kind of put the like run game concerns kind of like schematically, at least kind of out of the way. When yep. They're Trey Henderson concerns. They're not, they're not scheme. Yeah. Exactly. When, yeah. when, you, when your fourth string running back can come in and have 27 carries for 146 yards and three touchdowns and a half, everything's fine. You know, like I, I, I think in, the thing is like, he's, Probably, I mean, Mayan Williams was eaten when he's in, and then even Xavier Booker, when he a converted walk-on wide receiver is rushing for like seventy yards or something like that, whatever it was for that. I think like schematically everything's kind of fine, and so like from that perspective, I think I'm cool. You know, I I don't know. I I was really nervous about it at the beginning of the at the beginning of the game because Travion Henderson wasn't doing anything at all, 
But as soon as they put Dalton Hayden in there, like it was good. And so heading into Michigan, I am happy that we have a competent running back. I think Dallin Hayden is more than serviceable and best case scenario, Mayan Williams is available too. I'm not sure it's going to happen, but if he's yeah. there, cool. You know, cause I mean, he, he, when he, even if he's been gimpy or like uh, banged up or whatever, yeah, he doesn't show it and he's been fine all season. Like maybe yeah. Travion Henderson, it shows for him, but it doesn't show for Mayan Williams. So between Mayan Williams, if he's available in Dallin Hayden, I'm cool. And, and I'm glad still, like, I'll say, I, I think, yeah, me too. I'm glad we saw Henderson because it's good to yeah, see. I'm just glad that, I'm glad that it's just yep. finalized. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Case adjudicated, move on to the next. Yeah. And, and, and I'll say a couple things here. One, uh, I love Mayan. Absolutely love Mayan. I do think he has some of the same bad tendencies that Trey does with like bouncing things outside when he doesn't need to. He's not mm-hmm. as bad about it. And you can clearly see about how much more effective he is. He's more comfortable in, in like, you know, uh, in between the tackles, but uh, he still it could be a little more disciplined about that and the way he kind of handles his carries. Um, but Dallin does not have that problem at all. And in fact, he was really explicit about it in the post game too. Uh, I don't know if you read that quote that he gave where they asked him like what was working. And he just said like, I feel like I'm naturally able to hit the hole, get downhill and get vertical. I've never been a dancing yeah. type of back. Uh, was his exact <laughs> quote. And then, and, and Dave was explicit about that too. By the way, these quotes I'm all borrowing from, uh, uh, from Joey Coffin at Columbus Dispatch. He reported these, um, he also, uh, Ryan Day said, we didn't quite to get the running game going in the first half, but then we made the change to Dallin and he really got us into a rhythm. He was hitting the holes hard. Uh, and he also said, uh, he's seen it. And when you see it and hit it, you run through contact. Uh, he, he's basically just, I mean, he, he's acknowledging directly that the tray was the problem, right? I don't think it's scheme. I don't think it's play calling. Yeah. It's Trey. Yeah. And, and what, whether it, whether it has anything to do with his injury or his vision or a combination of both, it's very clear. And even at the half, I don't remember, I have the quote pulled up with what he said at the half. Um, they asked Ryan day what the problem with the offense was. And he says, we have to run the ball better. I think we're getting some good ball movement. We're just not hitting it the way I think we should be able to hit it. We've got some self-inflicted stuff going on. And like that to me says Travion Henderson fucking sucks. Like, you know, like that, that's the reading between the lines there. I'm not ready and to close so, the book on him. I'm not ready to like say he sucks. Like he no. deserves another crack next year. No, but for this season, this year, yeah, this year done. it's done. And I, I think, I think a lot of it probably is injuries and I, like there's mentality there too. But like, I think a lot of it is like, if there's a hole there, he's just not feeling confident that he can explode through holes and gaps yeah. and stuff like that. And that's a problem. Like you and can't it's got to suck. I mean, after the freshman year he had, you know what I for mean? Sure. You get Wally Pitt basically like nobody had that in the books. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I, I, I think he's going to be fine. He'll be fine next year, whatever. But like, I love, I love the, the like concept of Dallin Hayden because like he's just a true freshman and he hasn't earned anything yet at this point. And so the dude is just going to go and run the play as the play is designed. No more, no less. <laughs> he reminds, he reminds me of a Nick Chubb, honestly. I mean, he's not like he's, you know, not like talent wise, but just in terms of attitude and calmness and just yeah. a guy that just runs the play. Oh, he was as so hard as chill, he can man. Yeah. And, is hard, and doesn't talk and just goes about his business like a man, dude. Like if you told me he was a, a senior, you know, I say he looks a little light for one of Marathi's boys, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess the this difference is, is and how he's, he's not squatting six fifty for reps. That's the biggest yeah. difference, I guess. But, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, no, but, we, but I mean, he looks so calm. And vibe. Oh yeah, exactly. And we we talked every about time Mayan they showed him on the sideline. Yeah, he was we, just, we talked he was a lot about Mayan Williams too. He like how he doesn't like bust big runs, but he has you know that like 
10 yard churn every now and then or whatever. Like he's always going to get like his five, six yards. It Dallin Hayden's not a big guy, but that's kind of the way he ran too. You know, like you look at his numbers, yeah. he had a long of 18, but an average of 5.4. He's got some like that's to nuts. too. I think of I think of Hayden as like steady and efficient and calm and just does his job and exactly his job. Where I think of a Mayan as like actively vicious. Like Mayan <laughs> likes it. You know what I mean? Like, like he's Hayden got the crowbar. Yes. <laughs> Hayden yeah. does exactly what he's asked to do. Uh and, and churns out extra yards as much as he can. Whereas like like I think Mayan relishes finding contact, which is not always a great thing, but it works very well for him. Yeah. Um but, but I mean, there were some, even some clips, by the way, that Ross Fulton posted uh, after the game, or pictures maybe, of Trey Henderson going into what should have been an easy run into the A-gap. He had like six, seven yards at the second level blocked for him. And it's that play where he lost two yards bouncing it outside. Yep. Um, it was wide made open. Made no sense. Like, wide open. And just the problem with him, he just doesn't tr- I don't know if he doesn't trust the blocking, if it's a problem from last year when we couldn't get any kind of push in the A-gap at all. But he he still doesn't have the feel for it. He's not been effective since like October of last year. Uh, I I don't want to see him getting carries the rest of the season. I I think, I think a lot of it too could be like, if it's a lower body injury and you're immediately running into contact, like you need to have some sort of leverage and push with your legs to be able to do anything. And so I sure, if I, if my ankle or my lower body was not like happy with me, the rumor is plantar fasciitis. Yeah. It could be something like that, but I sure would not want to say yeah. I, sh- I sure would not want to be like, you know, running straight into a pile where I know I'm going to get hit and I'm going to have to push somebody like that doesn't sound fun. And so I, I, th- I think it's just like, I'm I'm ready. Like if, if he can get healthy, whatever next year, it's totally fine. But like, it, it's very clear that he's not effective this year. And it, it's great that Dallin Hayden can be, you know, because I just, it sucks that Ohio State's in this position because I mean, Evan Pryor should be on this team too, you know? So, yeah. So. Uh. And also, as sad as it, I mean, like the, the reason he's playing sucks, obviously, that a bunch of other guys have been hurt and banged up. But for him, too, I, I think I tweeted this, but like, what a dream scenario for his career. Like, he, he came into yeah. Ohio State playing on being, you know, I guess at best the fourth string running back this year uh, and was probably wasn't going to play to his junior season behind Trey and Evan Pryor and those guys. Yep. And now to come into this game and he's the likely starting running back for the Michigan game or the, the, the starting the back is going to get the most carries and as a true freshman in the Michigan game, it's insane. Like that yeah. is crazy. Yeah, um, it absolutely is. And I, I honestly, we have to own it a little bit too. Cause at the beginning of the season, we called that he would never play like a meaningful snap at Ohio state. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I don't I, feel bad about that call. No, I, like I, I, don't, I, I don't, because it was right. <laughs> it was, it was right at the time. It's not like anything to do with him, but it was just, you could see the writing on the wall with, you know, good backs that are coming in behind him. And well, I guess Mark Fletcher has gone too, but anyway, um, but with, the backs in front of him and stuff like that. Like it, it, it was stacked against him and he for, you know, for everything has been everything that Ohio state needs this season. And I'm, that's a good lesson for recruits. If you're a blue chip, yep. come to Ohio state, you might get to play. <laughs> yeah. Mick Marotti might get everyone else hurt and you'll be the fresh meat. <laughs> yep. I mean, now, I mean, speaking of stuff, there's a little, cause I, you know, I has got two broken hands. Ransom's got what, a broken yes. thumb out here blocking punts with it. <laughs> The Eichenberg the broken hands thing like got me, you know, I, I saw that tweet from Dan Hope and I was like, I'm sorry, like this dude, it, it's wild enough that this dude is like the best linebacker Ohio State's had since like Pete Warner and he's doing it with two broken hands. 
Like, come on, yeah. Now. Like that's osteoporosis nuts. ass fucking room, by the way. I mean, we gotta get these guys some milk. <laughs> like, we can we get a little calcium into the into the training meals. Like, what's going on here? We need supplements yeah. for these guys. He needs some uh, milk. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the injuries though. It's it seems like the, I mean injuries happen every year, but it does seem like it's getting a little absurd. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's. I've gone back and forth on it so many times, like. <laughs> I think the way they're getting hurt is very fucking annoying. And I do still think Mick is a problem and like a, a contributing factor for this for sure. But I also think a little bit, it feels worse right now because all of our injuries are like concentrated a couple positions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's been so much, so many banged up guys specifically in this running back room, especially of all places that it feels like it's, it's hurting more uh, than it otherwise would. Cause I think like if you're looking at people in the two deep contributors that are actually injured, I think Ohio State's probably fine in the national sense. Like we're not like we're not that far behind the pack. You compare us to Georgia or Michigan or whoever else. Like everyone's dealing with this shit. Ours just happen to be all at one fucking position, yeah. um, which is annoying. <laughs> um, it is, but but like I mean, I don't know. It I, r- running back is one of those positions that it's like if you are average, it's very easy for it to just be like fine. You see it in the NFL. Like there's a reason why you don't see running backs drafted in like the top ten anymore. It's kind of like a a position that's relatively easy to replace as long as you have like a guy that's there. And so, yeah, like, like we're saying, like Dallin Hayden's like, he's, you know, he's, he's doing great, whatever. But like on some level, if you just run the play and like run behind this offensive line, like you're going to be fine. And so um, I, th- I think if anything, it's a blessing that it's at running back instead of like, I don't know, I, I wouldn't want it to be receiver. Imagine yeah. Marvin Harrison and Emeka Buka going down like that. Would I mean, it's a it's sure. a win for the numbers nerds, right? That have devalued yeah, yeah, the running yeah. back position. Yeah. By the way, something we haven't mentioned yet in this podcast: uh, Xavier Johnson keeps making plays. No, he needs, he, he needs man. to touch the he needs to touch the ball three to five times. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, I, I think at this point, and maybe this is um, maybe this is over the top. I, I would like to see him touch the ball more than Julian Fleming. That's I've been a Fleming defender his whole career. I have liked Fleming at a certain point. Like I know he had a, he had a nice little catch yesterday. Let's still run after the catch. Like if there's any kind of pressure on him to catch the ball, any kind of like coverage near him, I don't really trust him to make the catch. He can draw Whereas a penalty. Like, yeah, he can draw a penalty. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm not saying he shouldn't have a role, but I guess I, I think I would like to see Xavier Johnson as on the field very frequently. Like he's a very versatile yeah. player. Yeah. He can do a lot for them. He can help in the running game and passing game. Exactly. They were using him as a motion decoy a few times mm-hmm. there towards the end of the game. Um, he's like a valuable player. Like, and, and no. I hope they, is, is he even eligibility after this year? I, I feel like I should. I have no that, idea. You I can look that up, but I, I think, I think exactly what you're saying is what like, I would love to see him used as because they've been using a Buka is kind of that motion decoy guy, decoy guy. Um, and he in my opinion, is even better than Abuka, and it kind of saves Abuka some hits and stuff like that inside. If you can send Xavier Johnson across the middle for those jet sweeps or those fake jet sweeps, or just put him in the backfield and like a pistol look or something like that, like he's just a super versatile guy. And I think like the way that I would like to see him used, I mentioned this last week, is the way that I think Ohio State should have used a guy like Demario McCall, um, just like a, a super versatile uh, hybrid type of player that can clearly catch the ball and run the ball out of the backfield, like. I just think that that's a super valuable guy, especially when you're really struggling in the running game, the way Ohio state has been struggling. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, he, he's just, I mean, like it just, every time he gets the chance, and this sounds like such oversimplified, like bullshit football guy analysis, but like some guys are just gamers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes you, you just get a guy a chance to touch the ball 
and he he makes things happen. And I, I think like Xavier, it's crazy to say that for a guy who touches the ball maybe once or twice a game, but like that guy just is. But when, when you he touches the ball, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you told you me he was RB one, I'd be like, all right, let's run. Like, yeah, let's go. I trust them. I really do. Like whatever they need him to do, I trust him to take care of it. Uh, and by the way, he is a fifth year guy, but one of those years was the COVID year. So I, I believe so he's got he one could more get access to a sixth year. Uh, come get come your masters. Hopefully he come yeah. wants his masters. Yeah, he already graduated December of last year. So I guess he's getting two masters, but I, oh, he, I, hey, I, I, let's I get a PhD. Back. Let's get a PhD in there, brother. We'll call him I, I bet, I bet he'll be back and there's, there's room for him too. You know, even if they just want to play yeah. him at that slot position and move a book outside or do something like that, like there is room in the offense for him and he's proven like he can do cool stuff. So I don't know. I, I'm down. He's super fun. Um, I, I'm, I'm right with you. I think he needs, you know, a few more touches, at least a little more presence in the offense. I think the other thing is like, the way that this offense was going to be designed to get Abuka and JSN on the field at the same time. And they've kind of moved Abuka back to that JSN role. I think you could conceivably just slide uh, Xavier, uh, Xavier Johnson right into that. Um, the, the role that you had out there for Abuka. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I'm very curious to see a play out. I mean, like the personnel wise, I know some people are calling for Jaden Ballard. I'm not really a fan of Ballard's. I think he's not very sudden as a route runner. I don't think I see him doing anything. Uh, but if you're if you're telling me we're rolling with a top four of Abuka, Harrison, Fleming, and Johnson, I'm cool with that. Like I'm I'm good to go. Oh yeah, go, I mean those guys can go to war. Kate Stover is starting to oh get his God. head out of his ass and playing well again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he just disappeared for a few weeks and forgot how to block. It seems like he's back. Yeah. Um, Mitch Rossi bulldogged some people in the game yep. against Maryland. <laughs> Mitch Rossi's uh, awesome. I, I never, yeah. I never would have guessed when Ryan Day became like the head coach that it would mean more runs out of like thirty or thirteen personnel and like <laughs> yeah. Mitch Rossi, like a true fullback back on the team. But like that's kind of exactly what it is. Like it's, I don't know. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it's that. Cool. I love that there's a true fullback on the team again and a great just Mitch Rossi. Well, you know what I mean? Like a great name. Yeah, <laughs> it's either that or like box wine. <laughs> Well, I think <laughs> I think it's good too because uh, I mean the reason he's getting getting play right is because Kevin Wilson can't teach any tight ends how to actually block, so yeah. we just got to have a fullback do it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'll take it for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, running back, like we said, it, it's got to be hated. I hope Maya can play a little bit. I really don't want to see Trey touch the field. Um, we should talk a little bit about Blake Corum, probably. Right? I know we're gonna do a full yeah. preview show. We're gonna have more information then, but like. Yeah. Have you guys been following all the Pruder film? All the Michigan. I mean, like everyone's posting their breakdowns, their analysis of this. Like the the, the trainers you know, that are. I mean, they they injected in that man with heroin. He comes out. You know what I mean? We all saw that was a nasty injury. Like he was never was, coming back in that game. But he took one carry, then didn't play again. Which I think to yeah. me is that the fact that he took one and then couldn't go again is actually yeah. worse than him not coming back out. I think so too. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Too. I mean, which is maybe insane, but I, they shot him full of heroin. He came. I mean, he clearly when he was warming up. He couldn't cut left, you know, because that was the comment. The tweeter was like, oh, you know, he just ran out of the tunnel. And somebody's like, was he cutting left and right? Coming yeah. Like, no, I, yeah. well, and, and the, the thing is, though, like the lateral movement is such a big part of his game, too. Yep. Like he's not a north south runner. He's the guy that's going to juke you out in, in the open field and like find he's a good cutter. He's got good vision and stuff like that. But if you take away his lateral movement, if it's like a meniscus or something like that, which that from it's I was I was talking to my wife about this this week about how like when you watch sports you become just like this weird like 
medical expert and like if yeah, anything on goes one wrong, specific like, kind of injury yeah. <laughs> yes like like on different on different types of injuries like something goes wrong you're like oh he just separated his shoulder or oh that's an acl you can see the way his knee bends right it seems like it's a yeah. meniscus injury because th- those you can usually play through but you can't really do any lateral movement and so that that's kind of my hunch just the way that he grabbed his knee and the way that he was cleared to come back um that's kind of, that's the injury that JT Barrett had in 2014, if everybody remembers. And he had that huge brace on and he played the rest of the season. I guess that was an MCL, but, um, but yes, the, the point, being, good that did us. Point, <laughs> point, point being that he, uh, and, and I think a lot of people are looking at the hit too, but I think the injury actually came happens like when before. he plants. It's when, yep, he, when he it's plants, when he plants. the player like kind of comes down, like you can just see like the, the heel just like pop a little bit. hundred percent. So, that's that's exactly what I think too. I, I don't think the contact did anything because he starts he starts dropping that ball with no contact to him. Yeah, I, I think he got freaked out by what he felt in his knee. Yeah, and that's what happened. I um, want him. I want him to play because otherwise their fans you? their fans will be you know they they already make well of course these, I mean like but they but they would just, you know if they beat Kyle McCord on Saturday it's not going to stop them from saying you know three years since Ohio <laughs> you know Ohio State yeah. beat Michigan you know fuck that like I want him to play but at the same time brother I like. I don't know. Like, like Ohio State isn't on their. Yeah, that guy. That guy can too. play in the NFL. Like this, this ain't his last year playing. Like, I don't. Yeah, I'll be yeah. surprised. And if he does, and shit, they're giving, they're him, they're giving him heroin. They're giving him heroin. They're, they're also like how we looked when we had at the start of the year and we had a fully healthy running back room. Like Donovan Edwards is is a perfectly like he he is more than good enough to execute their plays. If Donovan it's, Edwards is back for next week, which he yeah, should he, be, that's yeah, he was out, but we'll see if he yeah. I think, I think everyone expects him. To, from what I've read, everyone expects him to play next week. So at that point, it's just a matter of, you know, like, I, I, it, look, if you have Edwards playing that game, there's no excuse. He's a five-star running back who is, who is in his end of his sophomore season. That is a guy who is perfectly capable of handling the load. If, if you have, you know, everything else go like that, there's no reason that should, if, cause I mean, that basically the allegations against them are their one man offense. And that's true. I do believe that. Like they're not going to win that game without Blake Corum, but that just proves I was right. Right. <laughs> that just proves we yeah. were right about them, that they can't have anything else going. Because uh, if you have a five-star sophomore with all that experience and you can't get anything going with him, then you suck as a program. You just have one guy carrying you. So yeah. fuck them. I also like the same <laughs> the same discourse that we just had about like how running backs don't matter that much as long as like they're above replacement or whatever. Like, like you said, like Donovan Edwards is perfectly fine. If they are not winning that game with Donovan Edwards, they weren't going to win the game with Blake Corum either. Like, <laughs> there's there's nothing Blake Corum does that like is going to. I mean, he's great. Like to be clear, I love Blake Corum, but like it's one of those things where like. I don't. Know. Know. You're not a Blake Corum guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Love I think he's him. a great. Well, I think yeah, he's I think, great, I think, but I, you know. Oh no, I yeah. I meant as a player. Like I, yeah. I just think he's really good. I take yeah. him on my fantasy team. I guess. I guess what's been nice is, um, if we get out of this game without him playing, they're only going to have like two players in the last you know 20 years that are Buckeye killers, and it's just like Aiden Hutchinson and Hassan Haskins, and no, and nobody else. Yeah, you know I mean, mean? Hey, yeah. don't call him a Buckeye killer. I mean, he did. He won a game. He won a game. He won a game when he was twenty-five. You know, it's about damn time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know for for all, <laughs> the, for, for all the guys that came in and were like supposed to be like villains. Like, remember Jabril Peppers? I was thinking about him the other day. Like, remember him? Oh know. yeah, like, yeah. There, he there had, just a few. There were more posters about him having syphilis on campus <laughs> than there were any championship rings on his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know. I I just 
uh, Aiden Hutchinson, he like he at least came in. He talked some shit. He won the game. Chase Winovich, remember all the he's cracking Buckeyes on the field, and then oh yeah, the, the revenge, revenge tour. tour. Like, at least Aiden Hutchinson came out and like had a great game and like won the game. Yeah, that's he looks he great in the NFL out. too. He's yeah. playing really well. Yeah, yeah I mean cap, he's he a great player. Oh, yeah, Hassan Haskins. I feel like that was most of that O line, but he's also very good. Uh, Corum is definitely a better running back than than, uh, than Hassan Haskins was. Yeah, I would say for sure. For sure. Um, but the, but the, but, the thing is that we're, we're, we're definitely going to get into this game a lot deeper on Thursday. Um, yeah. so if you, if you guys want to hear that subscribe, uh, meet at midfield.com, you will, we will get the, um, premium podcast episode sent right to your email inbox. Yeah. You can, um, have it set to your podcast catcher, whatever, like it, it will be there. But, um, this is just kind of, kind of a little taste, but I mean, mm-hmm. my thing with last year was that they, they won the game, at least on the defensive side of the ball. The only real success that they had was at that pass rush, right? Like it was two of the best pass rushers they've had in years. Yeah, they they don't have first round, they don't have first round draft they picks don't. on that line. They don't. And and Ohio State still moved the ball and they were still like like CJ Stroud had a pretty good game last year. For everybody who wants to talk about him disappearing in the weather, like he's yeah, here for four hundred yards. Yards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for four, yeah. <laughs> And so the like, narrative, yeah. just the narrative, that game has just become so like detached Mythical. from what actually yeah. happened. Like, and I get it, you know, once in 10 years, there's going to be a little myth making that goes on. Yeah. But, it, but like, come on, I right. was there. The The reflection yeah. on it, the reflection on it is like, you would like CJ Stroud, the, the like myth around that game is that CJ Stroud came in, was afraid of the weather, couldn't, was ineffective in the weather and lost the highs. Crazy. The, the we couldn't stop, we couldn't stop the run. Yeah. You couldn't yeah. stop the run. That's the story. That was the whole game. That was it. Yeah, there was like a 40-yard difference in yardage in that game. Like, was Ohio State's offense situationally excellent? I would say no. There were obviously problems, but they couldn't get pushed in short yardage, and the play calling was poor. But despite those, like, all that stuff going on and it being in ideal conditions for the offense to, to play the way it wants to, they still had almost 500 yards of offense today. Like, And they, they, they were still one stop away from winning the game. Like if that defense gets one stop in the fourth quarter, Ohio State wins that game. <laughs> I just yeah. I don't or understand. What... Yeah, it could have. Yeah, could have. I'm ready could've. to could've go easily, easily though. So I I don't know. And and so here here's another one. Here's another one. I saw Dan, our, our good friend Thick Stauskas, posting. Mm-hmm. He said something about like, oh, oh, this is just the same team as last year with 15 percent better run fits. It's like, no. Okay, one that's not true. But two, hear me out. If Ohio State's run fits were 15% better last year, do you really think they wouldn't win that game? Because I think they, I, I kind of think they would. You know, if if Ohio State was 15% better at stopping the run last year, do you think they win that game? Mm. I, I do. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but but like, that, that, that's just the, the, a hilarious argument, though. Like to say that like they're 15% better at stopping the run. And it's like, well, brother, that would have been enough last year. Yeah. Too, you know? I mean, like, I would like to yeah. see it. I would like to see it. <laughs> I mean, you got to remember too, that like the thing about that, that team is that the, like, to me, the, the, like that, like the defense, which is so, even whatever the numbers say, I think they may have finished in something like the 35th defense at SP plus, And we're like 10th right now this year, whatever the numbers actually finished as like, just the feeling of this defense, the confidence it has, like it, it's so much better. It can create stops and create pressure. It can actually get home on pressure. Not just create a little bit of like, it can actually finish sacks. Uh, and create turnovers. Like there's so many yep. things they're capable of doing. So many competent players that it's not just relying on a handful of splash plays from one or two guys. Well, like, just e- 
you even saw it against Maryland. I was a little scared. I'm, I'm going to be honest. We when when Maryland kicked, oh the, yeah, when Ohio State kicked the field goal, uh, sure. and I'm sitting, I'm sitting there with 40 seconds. I'm like, shit. I know what's about to happen here. They're about to, you know, go down the field, torch the secondary, whatever. And then Zach Harrison came out with like, like it was nothing. Just two sacks, a sack and a strip sack, like right off the bat. You know, walk it off. Yeah. Like that's Ohio State has players, and I don't think last year they had guys that I would trust on the defense to go out and make a play. There wasn't like a single guy. Mm-hmm. So and if well, I mean, like honestly. If it wasn't for that ridiculous uh, phantom face mask penalty against JT uh, yeah. on his sack, there would have been three separate drives from Maryland that were ended by individual efforts from Ohio State defensive uh, defensive players. With yeah. JT on that, he had the pressure on the sack. He like forced incompletion, then he had the sack. Uh, obviously, Zach's touch, uh, Zach forced the touchdown and also the sack. And uh, Lathan Ransom's like four consecutive tackles. Mm-hmm. And uh, earlier, in, in, earlier in, in the game, in the Jack Sawyer had a big a big sack too that ended a drive. He did, yeah. A lot so of you know, guys, you know, they're with Jack Sawyer's in there. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been playing well the past few games. Yeah, he has. He has. He's made Michael Hall. You've got a little bit of run again. We he he came back from the you know, protection list. That was nice to see. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, I'm feeling pretty confident right now on this defense. To be honest with, you. like, I think they're looking really good. Uh, I I don't have any complaints with what they're doing right now. Um, if we I lose actually, it, it's because Ryan Day turtles. Yep, I have a weird a weird hot take though about the defensive line that. Uh, I was kind of happy that Teron Vincic got that stupid personal foul uh, because he is a, you know, fifth year senior and veteran player who should know a lot better than that. And I think like after getting reamed out like that this week, there's no chance he's not going to be locked in next week for his like final game of his, you know, final bucket game of his yeah. career in a, in a home, uh, home field. I mean, I don't know. That's probably a stupid, again, another stupid fucking football. And, guy, we, and, uh, and yeah, we've got crazy, two but... tunnels. Unlike some yeah. of the broke, some broke fit. I love that some there was a problem. The fact, the fact that it happened again, that there was a yep. problem again, obviously to the same extent, but also can we talk about Brett chirping after the game? Did you guys see his tweets? No. No, he Oh, is. you missed this. Brett, Brett quoted. So, I mean, obviously Michigan's huge uh, conversion was a, a massive pick play. Like the reason they won that game. Oh, they huge. Yeah. They, and, uh, they're huge daring refs play. to call it at this point. They've been doing a lot. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it was as bad as I've seen. And Brett quoted a video. I'll pull up his exact tweet, but he quoted a video of it and said, like, it's something to the effect of, I promise Illinois fans, we're going to do everything we can to uh, defend against this play in the future. Uh, let me pull up the exact quote that he had. It was really, really good. <laughs> Get the um, crowbars. <laughs> he's getting the crowbars out. Um, let's see. He quoted I mean, I, how do you, even, and, how do you said, even defend that? He said to all Illinois players, coaches, and especially for our fans, we will work all week to all week in practice to defend this play, especially on fourth down. Yeah, I mean, he blocked six yards downfield before the pass was thrown. It's an insane yeah. play that that was allowed to happen. Completely yeah. ridiculous. Uh, Brett's right to call it out. I mean, yeah. Illinois had a lot of chances to finish that game themselves too, and I and blew it a little bit. But like, that's an injured Illinois team on their last leg of the season. Michigan, Michigan got away with one there, and I think they all know it. But man, that's such a bullshit fucking play. That does a lot to happen. That sucks. Yeah. And you know, you yeah. know, if that happened to Michigan, we wouldn't have heard the end of it for like years. Oh, like if roles were reversed be... and Illinois won. Oh the game, yeah, Sean L. Yeah, for Hell, all this January the... six talk, Sean L. Martin would be doxing <laughs> every single referee involved if the shoot. Well, I don't think I don't think we have to get to the media. I think the players probably just take care of it in the tunnel for themselves, right? I think they would just, <laughs> you know. Yeah, the refs have to go through the same tunnel. No, you're right. Uh... You're right. <laughs> I love uh we didn't we didn't talk about the podcast too, but 
the Michigan State fan who mocked up the fake sticker for their helmet with the Title uh, Eight. Did you see this? Oh yeah, it got some people. <laughs> for listen, for it got listen, some people. You can see it. There was a there was a Michigan State message board guy who mocked up a, a sticker for a Michigan State helmet. It was like, uh, remember the Tunnel 8? Like, guys, you got suspended. Like, they were killed or something. Oh, good. <laughs> it was really, really funny. Uh, so I got to give it to him. I, I can't believe there That's haven't a... been any police charges. Yeah. You know, oh, really? Har- you can't? Har- yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> Harbaugh, I was Harbaugh getting up there. Just be like, I can't imagine this won't end in police charges. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, I, I'm I mean, still they got their praying. top detectives on this case. Oh, I'm just dreaming there's gonna be like a Monday in April, like months from now, we get the full footage and just the full thing comes out. We finally get to see what actually happened. I can't wait. I mean, I'm it's, got, is it, it's gonna be. Has anybody officially sued yet? I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't know. I think I would have heard about it. Yeah, I hope it goes on. Forever. You, you, beat, you beat me with the helmet. I'm suing, brother. <laughs> I'll, I'll say i'll say this i uh i will never uh i will never stop talking about the tunnel as long as these sentences keep happening it's gonna be funny to me oh yeah I bring up it, the tunnel every year now yeah and it's just the perfect way to needle michigan fans too but <laughs> they can't help themselves it's such, they, a, they it's such a low like, stakes issue yeah. i think it's so angry about because like they do believe they really are like the city on the hill like they think they are the program <laughs> Of all the, the blue pinnacle. bloods, they all have everyone yeah, they else went the right way, football. like Ohio State yeah. cheats, like exactly. Everyone else has given up their morals. But Michigan is still an academic <laughs> institution first, and it's raising and leading young men, and you know football is second. And then they're playing over here's our Bo Beckler statue. Come on, step over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, of course, like the second anything happens, first of all, their players instigate fights every fucking week in that tunnel. And second, their fans want to call the cops at any player who looks the wrong way at some other team. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's really funny. It's just, yeah. it's a, it's, it's, it's great how worked up they get about it. I love it. Um, we should talk uh, before I forget, just while we're on the topic of Michigan though, about the rest of these like top five games and everything that happened over Saturday. Oh, 100%. Insane yeah. weekend of games. Yeah, um, it, was, it was crazy. I mean, I mean, started with, yeah, the first one was TCU. Uh, did you guys watch the end of that game? Mm-hmm. It was yeah. crazy. I don't, yeah, I don't, know, I mean, like, I still don't know how they won. Like that was, that was, nuts. yeah, that reminded me of like the 2006 Michigan, 16 Michigan game where it's just like, you rewatch it and it's just like, these guys did not deserve to win this game yeah. at all. And they pulled yeah. it out. Yep. Just, uh, just absolutely by the skin of their teeth. TCU could give us problems. I could, you know, I could see that. TCU is such a, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, but I, they're, they're one I, of those teams. They haven't played a defense class, like ours. They, they're a classic kind of team, though, that like started out the season just getting very lucky and surviving games they had no business winning. And then I think has actually gotten good after the fact. Like now they're actually like impressive in some ways. That game was still pretty bad. Um, I'll say that, but I don't know, man. Like, if we lose the fucking TCU, I'll kill myself. Uh, <laughs> just not, yeah. it's not possible. It's not possible. Sonny Sun- uh, Dykes also cannot be karmically rewarded for going to a crosstown yes. rival. That cannot be karmically rewarded in college football. It is, it is yeah. evil to do. Yeah. It would I, be I, funny I, if, if Urban went to Michigan after Harbaugh leaves. <laughs> I wouldn't even be mad. I'd, I'd actually, that'd actually oh. be funny. I, I oh, it'd be great for that. business. It would be. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh, I'm, I'm, imagine the the Michigans trying to turn heel on that one. The Michigan men, like actually, no, he's he's a fine guy. Like, uh 
yeah, I, I need that, I think. But so you're, you're right. That, that one was crazy. Um, the obviously Tennessee getting absolutely smoked. We talked about that a little bit. Um, yep. Georgia. I, I did not watch a second of the Georgia Kentucky game. Just, just straight. I, I watched like, the replay this morning. I, I checked the replay on YouTube, like the you know those extended replays people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Georgia was ever really in doubt. Like if I was being, if I was being honest online, not disingenuous, I'd probably say <laughs> Georgia of of the top five teams all struggling. Georgia probably had the best day out of all of us, even though Ohio State had a larger margin of victory. Uh, I mean, they were up sixteen nothing, and just like then Kentucky got a garbage time touchdown, yeah. but. Uh, that Georgia offense sucks. Like it's a bad offense. I know they've mm-hmm. at times covered it up, but like, look, when you're playing a team that is like disciplined at all on defense, like tight end trickery is not getting you uh, 40 points in a game, brother. Like it's yeah. not working that way. Uh, Brock Bowers is a great player. I mean, yes. Uh, and, and funny enough, both Georgia and Michigan have had like an absolute collapse in their offensive ratings at SP plus the last few weeks. Uh, Michigan was in the t- selling the top 10 is now down to like the low twenties. Georgia's fallen to the mid-20s after being in the top five. They are both, like, playing very poorly on offense at the stretch. Stetson Bennett is, like, a, a fine quarterback. He's serviceable. Uh, and I think at times, actually, he's pretty good with his legs. But, like, shitty I mean, tipper. Had, <laughs> shitty tipper. Had under 150 yards uh, on the day. They Like, Lad McConkey's their best receiver, dude. Like, come on. It's Lad, It's a guy named Lad McConkey. Yeah. It's a white guy <laughs> named Lad McConkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a character from Home Alone. Yeah, he's not Hunter Renfro, I'll tell you that. Yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, feel, I feel the same way about Georgia. Like Brock Bowers, to be clear, is like awesome. Like I, I love Brock, Brock, oh, yeah. Brock Bowers. Oh yeah, But I, I kind of feel the same way about like I did playing Notre Dame at the beginning of the season. It's like, look, if you're gonna let a a tight end, like who, what national championship contender is going to lose to a tight end that isn't named like Travis Kelsey? You know, like come on, like it's not. I don't know. Like I, I just. I don't respect an offense that operates the way that Georgia does or Notre Dame did. Like they're, they're almost carbon copies. Like Georgia's just a better version of what Notre Dame tried to do. Like a quarterback yeah. that can, it's, it's kind and of, they're a little more and, creative, but yeah. it's not, it's not. Yeah. It, it's just nothing we need to see. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just, um, and then what about USC UCLA? That was wild. Are, are we, are yeah. we buying? UC, yeah. Fantastic USC? game. No, uh, no, I have been <laughs> the, the entire top of the, no, the, 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 every team in the Pac-12, except for Utah, is the same team. Uh, Washington, <laughs> UCLA, USC, and Oregon are all the same team. They have uh, really good veteran quarterbacks uh, who throw for a lot of yards. They have pretty good rushing attack. The UCLA is the best of the bunch. And none of them can get a fucking stop to save their lives on defense. Uh, yeah. it, it's just like random luck if you get a stop on one of those defenses. Uh, I, when I you love, the, I love the home jerseys, though. It looks so good. I wish Ohio State yeah. Michigan would do it. I love it. It's I mean, like look, one of the best-looking games. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Well, and also, look, I'm going to point out here. USC had a plus-three turnover margin in this game and still only won by three points. Like, that <laughs> team had – the team should have lost that game, 100%. Yeah. They have had the most insane turnover luck in the country all season. Uh, them and Oregon were two of the luckiest teams in the whole country, and it's not it's not coming. Uh, look, they I mean, they might win the conference. They might make the playoff, but they are not beating – Ohio State or Georgia. Just not going to yeah. happen. No, that's totally fair. Well, um, I'll say this. I, I had dog Caleb Williams a lot this whole season. Um, he's improving. He, he, I mean, he's he's figured things out this season. He had some crazy throws in that game. Um, I, I don't like him. I don't I don't like the way he plays. I think he's <laughs> annoying. Uh, but he has definitely improved as he's gotten older. Uh, and I think he was really special on, on Saturday. 
I love I love the last minute cash grabs, by the way, by the um the sports books across the country. They made him like second place narrowly behind CJ Stroud this week, like in, in the Heisman race. Like very clearly. Oh, yeah. A lot of media to, narratives too. Yeah. yeah. Try, trying to get you to to empty your pockets on, on Caleb Williams before CJ Stroud annihilates Michigan and kind of secures that that Heisman. Like it, it's pretty 100%. funny. Like you, you can well, just also, see that's exactly what they're doing. It's so easy for them to do as well because one, as we talked about on many podcasts that I'm on, most sports writers are lazy and uncreative and don't like really <laughs> care to write anything. Exactly. So like if they just like when they make their votes for like the Heisman straw polls, it's just like, what do the gambling odds say? Like that's all they're yeah. looking at. You know what right. I mean? Uh, and, well, and, uh, uh, and they'll actually watch the Ohio State Michigan. That is the you know yeah, they true. will make that time. Yeah, and, and the second part of it is that uh, if like some of them are sponsored by gambling sports books too, so like they haven't set up to publish those odds. But like Caleb Williams is a late riser. The sponsorship money coming from sports books is crazy in, in sports right now. Uh, so like it's just no Caleb Williams is not going to win the fucking Heisman unless he just has a disastrous game and Blake Horn doesn't play. Caleb Williams does not win the fucking Heisman. There's no chance. It's it's like it's egregious that his odds are where they are right now. Like it's it's yeah. just so disingenuous about like reality there. And who is who's the last so Pac-12 winner? Matt, I mean, Liner and Reggie Bush. Like that's who I'm coming, Bush. but I feel like that's that seems about right. And Marcus Mariota, right? No, he won it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, Marcus yeah. Mariota. Marcus Mariota. That's true. That's true. Because I, yeah. I feel like they're set, they're at such a disadvantage even with most of their games being late at night. You know what I mean? Most of these guys yeah. are sipping a warm glass of milk by 10 p.m. And I <laughs> I say that as one myself most nights. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I I don't I don't like Caleb Williams. I don't think there's a shot in hell that he actually wins the Heisman. He's had. I mean, I don't know. He just hasn't played all that well consistently enough this year for it to really matter. But I don't know. Maybe he'll go up and light up Notre Dame, and CJ Stroud will have a disastrous game and. It, they'll, they'll make me look like an idiot, but I'll I'll have bigger concerns if if CJ Stroud doesn't win the Heisman, I will have bigger concerns because that means that he got annihilated against Michigan. I think it's it's like yeah. it's 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 kind of like both at this point. Like if if he does his job against Michigan, I think he kind of locks up the Heisman. Yeah, I mean uh, he he should win the Heisman. I am a little worried that he's pressing for it. Um, it, I, I I don't think that's going to happen against Michigan though. I think I think that's I, I would uh, give you that against Maryland against Indiana like he's pressing for the Heisman but I think he he kind of realizes that like the win or the loss is all that matters against Michigan because the dude threw for 400 yards and then lost his Heisman trophy. Yeah, but you I mean you want your yeah. moment, don't you? You got to have you, that. You do, highlight. but also I mean, I mean what would be his highlight right now if like you know But here's the thing, but he, well here's the thing and I would argue for him is like if you look around the country all of his top competitors have fallen off, right? Hendon Hooker is not out for the season. He's not going to win it. Blake Corum is, to me, going to be severely hot with this game. It's probably yeah. not going to be 100%. I mean, he runs for 200 on one leg. That's a game changer. Sure, but... of course. That's a, that's a game changer. But, like, all he has to do is have a good, solid football game. And win. Win this game, win the conference, and, like, he's going to win it as, like, a, a by default. But, I, and, but what I don't want him winning it, because... bro. Am I bad for that? I don't want I like I just remember Troy Smith going on the banquet circuit coming up looking you know looking plump <laughs> like well, I, we'll get Troy I hate the Heisman <laughs> I hate what it entails like I want my boys watching film my team watching film like not hey, trying to run out hand in with a bunch of boomers eating yeah. it, it worked meals. out just fine for Joe Burrow that's true and Devonta Smith and Devonta yep. Smith uh, that's true. I want I want him talking shit to Desmond Howard on stage. 
Yes, please. Oh my god, that'd be the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. How, this is just how good, him, but that's what how good does his final four look? Huh? How good does his final four look? Right. Oh now? yeah, he had it was what Texas AM, Pitt, Pitt, uh did he have Michigan, Baylor in Michigan, Michigan and Baylor. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> um man, I'll say this. If there's a scenario where Michigan gets into the playoff too somehow, like if USC and Clemson both lose during the final couple of weeks and LSU loses to Georgia, that'll be hell. I that can't that world can't exist. First of all, they wouldn't put us in a first round rematch, so it would entail no. Michigan beating Georgia, which won't happen. It, yeah. They can't do that. But if they did, and we had to play Michigan for a national championship, <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, ah, kill the me. misery, Fucking the misery me. involved in that, I would die. I would, dude. I simply couldn't. I couldn't deal with that. The kind world of, would light on fire, I, dude. Honestly, I might just get back on the bottle, get drunk, and just <laughs> wake up and just wake up the next day in a gutter and ask, get on my phone and see what happened. Yeah, like, I need to start doing black tar, like black tar heroin if that, if that game's coming around. <laughs> I, mean, I can't be awake for that. That's. Could you imagine just oh fuck horrifying horrifying to think about? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, we're gonna cook Michigan. It's not gonna be a big deal. We're fine, but <laughs> like, I am. We'll do our preview. We'll, our preview's coming around the corner. I am just by my own nature of who I am as a human being, deeply nervous at all times about this game. But uh, my actual analysis of the, the way the teams look, I feel fully confident Ohio State should comfortably win. I don't think there's any issue with like the team's edge or something like that. I think if Ryan Day is not ready for this game, uh, then he doesn't need to coach another game ever again. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that's true. I think like it's one of those where like it sucks, but like you get one. You know, like if it happens to you once, especially last year, like it's the year after you lost. Like that can't happen twice. You know, like I, I get it. Yeah. Like you had a lapse, whatever. It was at Michigan, you know things didn't go your way you had carry like you know shit happens whatever it happens twice that you're getting thrown in the on tangy yeah especially two in a year in a row like yeah. no that's some I mean, that's, that's what i'm writing about tomorrow not to spoil our my article but i guess should we preview content because yeah. i'll be writing an article every day this week it's on top of the breakfast yeah. thing. i'm taking it off the rooster fox state politics i don't even know what that don't even ask me a state political question um bobby right also, five I, week also posted. man this this is this is publishing at two two o'clock tomorrow so your article's probably already going to be out so. yeah It'll anyway publish that too anyway all, all that to say we are we're going to have a lot of content for you this week um what, what were you going to say dj just that we're going to have a lot of content for you this week <laughs> okay but yeah i i don't know i i i think that yeah i'll I, be i'll be writing uh I'll be writing daily as well. I mean, I, I already had, I think I had three articles come out today on Sunday, just getting, getting all the national shit done. I'll get, I'll get, I'll write the gambling article tomorrow. So we don't have to worry about that. And just thinking about only about Ohio state, Michigan after that, nothing else yep. in my brain, just fully. I'll, I'll be, I, I'm planning to write an article on the nature of hate and, and this rivalry and kind of what it feels like to be a part of this rivalry um, yeah. for outsiders. I'm going to have a one-on-one -on -one podcast uh, with Dan Thickstauskas, uh, who is our, my, the Wario to my Mario um, the evil Michigan version of myself. Uh, I think we're going to post it on this feed and the bucket problem feed and flipping the field, like just all of our shit. Just all yeah. of I'm, sure there's, I'm sure there's going to be fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan, me and dad have been drunk text other, like vaguely threatening messages about the game for a couple weeks now. <laughs> Great. I, I woke up to one cause, uh, you know, Buenos Aires is uh, two hours ahead of Eastern time. He's in central. Uh, that's a docs and whatever. He's in central time zone. So I'm, uh, 
I am three hours ahead of Dan on the clock. So I like woke up to something that I got at like 4 a.m. local time from him. <laughs> the next it's morning, so it was just like a threatening message. So we're all we're all in the zone here. We're ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I'm doing, I'm going to look back at the wildest things that have happened. I'm going to do a, a thing a day just on the, the certified freaks in this rivalry because this this game just brings out the wildest shit in uh that you yep. see on the field that you see revolving around the game so we're going to we're going to highlight one of those every day but um yeah i mean it's a it's a good time to sign up uh we got a promo you want to tell tell everybody about the promo for the the old website yeah 100% uh the code is the game it's 25% off for all subscriptions you get that if you set up now you get to keep that uh deal forever um so your subscription will never raise on you uh it's 25% off for your for your lifetime um, you can use that on the annual, the semi-annual, the monthly, whatever you want. Um, if you do a semi-annual, which is six months of coverage, uh, that would be less than 50 bucks for the next six months if you sign up for that. Um, it's, I think, nine sixty a month or something like that after tax um, and, on the monthly rate. And, um, and we're paying taxes on this. So that's official. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see. We're we're saving the money for tax. We'll see. We'll see which government. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm taking mine in crypto. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. paying mine in crypto. I'm, I'm having some negotiations. I got some friends in Panama. We're talking about to see how this whole thing goes, but we'll yeah. see. I'm I'm on that Kirk Barton challenge, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Um, allegedly. No, but I mean, it, really though, if you sign up now, you don't you not just get the coverage of this week for the game, but you'll get. Um, coverage and the push through the Big Ten Championship and the college football playoff and all of that shit. And if things go real south on Saturday, I promise you're still going to be entertained by the content because we're probably going to be outside Ryan Day's yard and we'll have a live stream of that live on the <laughs> yeah. site. So either I mean, way, you're going to get what yeah. you paid for. Look, it, the, the pitch of this the website is it is the only Ohio State Michigan website on the internet. There's no other place where you have the fans interacting like this. Like you can go on like the dregs of the rivals main board or something like that and you have 30 other fan bases. But like if you want to have Ohio State and Michigan in the same room, fucking the anxieties, the angers, the freak outs of, of this game, we're going to have a thread. Or if you only want to post the Ohio State fans, we're not letting Michigan fans of that thread. Vice versa, if you're a Michigan fan listening to this behind enemy territory, um, or if you're Parker Fleming listening for game advice. You can only go to the Michigan thread if you want. There's also a combined thread called the War Zone that is just, if you want to talk shit, you can talk as much shit as you Bring want. Bring your crowbar. Bring your crowbar. Uh, when, you, when you see that pulling guard and point attack around the corner with that crowbar, I mean, I think that I think those posters scare the lumber. I'll tell you that. They're scared the lumber on our message boards. <laughs> uh, if you want to see me, I, I mean, I don't know. In the last, like, 72 hours, I somehow managed to get into a fight with, like, uh, the biggest college football podcast in the country, and also like uh, a coach of the team I root for. I'm sure I'm gonna. I'm sure we're getting a fight with a senator sometime this week somehow too. Uh, the way we're going here, uh, it won't be hard, but... brother. You know who you're talking to? It's DJ in here. <laughs> I can hook you up. You want to fight a senator? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can give you a long list of backbench legislators <laughs> you want to beef with. Uh, you need, I need what we need to do, DJ. I think it would be a good article for the rooster if you haven't already. Maybe you've done it, and I I missed it, but uh. Just an investigation out there. Any Ohio elected officials that are Michigan fans? Oh, uh, that would be good. I, I would love to get that published somewhere. Just yeah. <laughs> there's guy. There's probably one. There's guy. I would guess somewhere up in Toledo. Has to be one. But like that would be that because I mean you can't really be public. You know what I mean? Although like, yeah, in I Ohio, agree. it's like being a pedophile and then being a Michigan <laughs> fan. <Right>. Honestly, <laughs> that should be our next grift. If we if we want to start a grift, is we should start an NIL fund that Ohio State fans can donate to where we pay Ohio state players to cut political ads against elected <laughs> officials that root for Michigan. 
Did you? That did would you see, be good. Did you see? I, I know nothing about the politics of Toledo, whatever. So this isn't an endorsement or whatever. But the Toledo mayor <laughs> was heckling Dave Portnoy for being a Michigan fan, like last week. No, that's funny. Uh, so I did State see Portnoy is up there. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was heckling. Perfect. Uh, He's Dave the perfect Portnoy. representation of a Michigan man. Yeah, didn't go to Portnoy? Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he didn't even. He didn't even go to Michigan. Did he? I don't know. I'm just saying. Oh my I don't god! Know he I don't so he's, just the... he's just some coked out freak that stands on his tiptoes for pictures. Yeah. Oh my god! It's from the oh, northeast. Girlfriend cheats on him. Yeah, a lot of things about him that, that make him sound like a Michigan fan. Um, yeah. God, dude, we got we got to be okay. Okay, I, we, I we, we, we got to retract it. He did go to Michigan. Did he graduate or he did? Yes, go? he has a BS from Michigan. I mean, okay. I didn't graduate. Oh, he's a raw school guy. No, he's whatever. Um, fuck those guys. Uh, look, Ohio State's with a degree in education. That's funny. That's yeah, funny. It, it, that, that's that's objectively hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's one of their most embarrassing fans for sure. I, I'm sure we have some terrible ones. Really? Besides just the, the the face paint freaks, but yeah, that's another article. Probably the most embarrassing fans of the rivalry. <laughs> I mean, shit. Look, at the end of the day, like we, we should say we should say this for the we should say we, we should say this though for the for the premium. For the freaks. Yeah. If you want this yeah, content, I mean, you gotta sign up. You gotta put rubies at her feet. You gotta sign up. You gotta join the chaos. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. It's the best time to do it. You you will not regret it. I promise you. We've had people coming in and it's it's a fucking it's insane. Fuck it. Fucking so cancel. Pay your eight bucks. Cancel. Fuck it. Come back next year. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it's 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 our Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Fuck Christmas. This is Ryan Day's our Santa yeah. Claus, hopefully. But we'll yeah. We'll get there, but yeah, and we're think... listen. All of us have agreed we're not seeing our families as Thanksgiving. We're locking ourselves. We're actually the, we're all getting a big house together, and we're all just hanging out inside of it. It's a work. content house, uh, like hype house. Yeah, yeah, we're doing a hype house for more college football. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that's what we, that's that what we should year. do. For, we should do it for Indy. Yeah, Honestly, right. that idea, uh, <laughs> that idea of us, uh, like th- this, all of all of like the Michigan and Ohio State writers that we know getting a big house together for the game or for something like that, and just. Yeah, that'd be great. Just see how many fist fights there are. How many like who can who can out drink uh, a certain writer that I'm sure you guys know who I'm referring to that I'll post in the chat. <laughs> I don't want to say on the uh, on the free episode, but uh, the the legendary the uh, the biggest tank of them all, the swagging. Uh, ab- absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the road beers. The I've I've never before seen a human being just have a cooler in his car, just like permanently, but. Imagine Incredible. driving with them out. Yeah. Here, oh, so. that's like the <laughs> guess, that's yeah. like the that's like the construction special. Like anybody that like doesn't go to the lunch tent, they go in their car, like drink out of a flask. I, yeah, I, yeah. I I know that guy has been. I mean, not has been. Probably every press conference or every every uh, game is intoxicated for the press box. But yeah, I, I that rules. Incredible. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I mean, he, the dream. Yeah. He's he's one of us. You know, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Man, I am, uh, oh, guys, I can't wait for the, I can't wait for the preview podcast. I can't wait to get into it. Uh, maybe we'll have to drop it early. We should honestly try to try to record it a little bit early so we can get it out before Thanksgiving even. So we'll, we'll plan for that together. Yeah, that's and, true. That's true. We'll, we'll um, probably get it up on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. Fuck, we can go right yeah. now. I'm ready. I'm, I'm yeah. my heart pumping. Let's go. <laughs> if you, if you guys want, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll start a thread in the board too. If you guys have any strategies on how to get out of talking to your family so you can listen to the podcast, um, let us know. We'll help with that. I've got, I've got, oh, a no, lot it's of a family got, friendly I, podcast. Just put it on. Yeah. Grandma got, can hear I, it. I've got some, I've got some tips. Yeah. Do you? 
All oh right. yeah. Well, we will. If you, if, we, if you listen, if there are two people in the world that get advice on how to start a fight, uh, yeah. <laughs> we have two of the all-time experts <laughs> uh, on this podcast right here. So I've actually uh, been pretty mild-mannered in my feuds on this site so far. I've been picking my spots. <laughs> but I you're still all right in my book buddy <laughs> all right well fucking let's get out of here then so you want, you want to sign us up dj we, we will see you guys later this week again sign up you will get our premium podcast and if you liked what you heard you'll hear more of it so uh you want to sign us up dj go bucks michigan sucks and help is on the way